0: Good morning, High Desert Word Center. How is everybody on a beautiful January Sunday morning? Who is enjoying the gray clouds and the rainy weather? Okay. Uh, hey, uh, boo. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey you get 360 days of sunshine a year you appreciate a couple of great days so i for one am loving it and we'll pray for dennis later okay very good all right praise god well we are gonna have a home run of a time today and man you are doing a great job starting your year off in the house of the lord making jesus the foundation and the priority and that is the best thing that you could be doing amen let's go ahead and stand up together we are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, and we're going to keep believing and decreeing that this nation is coming to Jesus. Can we get an amen today? All right, let's speak these words of faith together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. all right well we're gonna take a few minutes this morning and go give a little meet and greet to everybody around you so find somebody shake a hand hug a neck give a fist bump make sure everybody feels the love today let's go
1: Yahweh, Yahweh, holy is your name, I don't want to take it in vain. Yahweh, Yahweh, holy is your name, I don't want to take it in vain. There will be no other God before you There will be no other God before you There is no one above you No one beside you Nobody like you There will be no other God before you No one, no one No one, no one Yahweh the roar of the lion, no one, no one,
2: no
1: one. Who else is worthy, worthy of worship? No
2: one, no one, no one. Who
1: else is worthy, worthy of
2: worship?
1: No one, no one, no one. Be no other God before you. And there will be no other God before you. and There is no one above you, no one beside you, nobody like you. And there will be no other God before you. And no one,
2: no one.
0: No one no one no one all right praise the lord you may be seated this morning all right well, we're going to have a great time today. Uh, praise the Lord. Hope everybody got a little love this morning in the meet and greet time. A uh, few announcements. First of all, Pastor Katie is not uh, with us today. She's at home with Sam, our youngest. He had his tonsils removed the other day. So uh, they are uh, recovering at home. And I thought about still bringing the little guy. But then I realized he's a samples kid. He's going to talk to hundreds of people today and not keep his mouth shut. And so uh, we figured it was best for his healing process uh, that he not be here. All right. Uh, listen up. Hey, if you didn't get a 2023 calendar yet, those are totally available. And uh, we're doing one per household unless you would like an extra. And if you asked really nicely, we'll probably give you one. All right. So uh, they're back there at the info booth. Make sure that you get one of those your year. It, it won't be complete without your uh, 23 high desert word center calendar. I don't want you to have a bad year. So get one. Okay. Uh, now the next big thing we've got going on is this is our Honduras missions trip. All right. And we're really excited about this. This trip is going to be in June of this year. We're looking at the middle of June around the 15th to the 23rd give or take anyway um we are passing around a sign-up sheet uh this is just simply an interest uh sign-up sheet if you have any interest at all in potentially going or maybe the lord's kind of tugging on your heart a little bit about this go ahead and sign up this is not signing you up to leave the country right now this is just saying you're interested and you're open to if the lord calls you to go can you nod your head this morning Okay, all right, well, the three of you got it, all right, so uh, we're passing that around, and what we're going to do is next Sunday morning after the 10 a.m. service, we will be having an interest meeting with Cindy Grow. I saw her somewhere, there's, all right, Cindy is our missions coordinator, and uh, that'll be next Sunday, and we're going to be going to Honduras and working uh, with Ron and Annette Theisen at their school there, they've got a, an incredible school that runs from uh, kindergarten through high school through 12th grade, and and, you know, there's just so many things that we can actually do to be of help to them. And their school year uh, is actually in session in June, because I know a lot of us are like, well, the school's not even in session, it's June. Their school year, I think, starts in February or something like that. So it's way different than ours. But we're going to do a lot of things to help them out. So, again, if you have any interest at all, sign up so you can come to the meeting next week and get some information. And we encourage you to start getting your passport, because that takes a little bit of time these days. And you're going to definitely need that if you're going to to be going with us amen all right well that's really exciting then i should probably announce this um uh just so you hear it from me first but um the local pastors of barstow uh nominated me to be the president of our local ministers association uh amen it's called the bcma and so they voted me in as president on Tuesday, and uh, anyway, it's not something I ever thought that I would be doing, but I'm honored they chose me to be their leader for the next two years, and uh, we got a lot of cool stuff, we're going to be uh, collaborating with other churches and things to do, because you know that is getting ready to explode with growth, right? And I want the Christian community to be right on the forefront of that, and that's my goal as the president of the organization. So anyway, uh, I'll need your help on some things over these next couple of years. And I appreciate you teaming up with us and supporting us in that. But Barstow is blessed, and there's some really great stuff coming. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for that today. Yeah. All right. Well... Uh, if you are with us today for the first time, or maybe the first time in a long time, we want to welcome you to High Desert Word Center. If you could just shoot your hand up for just a second here. Our welcome team has a gift and some information, all right? We got people over here, yeah, and uh, they've got an info card and some information for the church, and if you'll turn that back in after the service, we've got a gift card for you and some other gifts because we like to give. It is more blessed to give than receive. Can we get an amen? All right, so praise the Lord for that. All right, who knows what time it is now? Yes, it is happy time. And you're like, well, what in the world is that? Hey, listen, we are very happy around here, but better than that, We're joyful, right? Because joy is better than happiness. So we're already happy, but we get real happy when it's time to give because God loves a cheerful giver. So if you need an envelope for your tithes and your offerings this morning, raise your hand and the ushers will get you one. We're going to open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And if you're going to give online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're going to look at verses 6 through 8 in the NLT. And we got here the Apostle Paul talking about giving of the offering. And so 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8, he compares it to a farmer that is planting seed or sowing a crop. And so 2 Corinthians 9, 6, Paul says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Do we have any cheerful givers in the house today? Yeah. God loves that. And verse 8, it says, and God will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others who loves leftovers hey man listen i made some chili about 10 days ago three days afterwards it was fire it was better the second time around but i'm telling you that leftovers that's the will of god that you've got so much that you just got to give it away because you can't keep it all to yourself amen and that's what god wants for our lives now Check it out. Today is also Mission Sunday. It's the third Sunday of the month, and that's always our missions Sunday. We support a lot of missionaries uh, throughout the world, but I'm going to talk specifically this morning about Ron and Annette Thiesin. And so, Bailey, you can put that up on the screen. Now, if you're going to give in the missions offering and you want a separate envelope, the ushers will get you one of those. And I think if you give online, there's a tab for that also. But today, I'm talking about Ron and Annette Thiesin because that's who we're getting ready to go visit in Honduras. Now, Ron and Annette are awesome. They run... Two different works. They they run a a, a whole work in Peru, which is where uh, Ron was actually born and raised. He is a U.S. citizen because of his parents, but uh, he was born and raised in Peru in the jungle. And his family uh, were Bible translators. They translated the Bible into several different languages of the different native people. So they're awesome. But right now they live full time in Honduras, where they run the New Life School that we were just talking about. And so I've got a few pictures here this morning I was going to share, uh, with you from their Christmas party that they just did in Jalaka, Honduras. And so these are the kids. These will be the same kids that we go to see here in June if you're going on the trip. Uh, but this is their Christmas party. You can move on to the next picture. And uh, you can see right there, that's Ron talking to the kids and giving them some Christmas cheer. Next picture, uh, we've got several of the gifts that they got. Now, you need to know that part of your giving uh, to High Desert Word Center went to buy these kids Christmas presents in Honduras. So let's give the Lord some praise for that, that they got they got Christmas presents through the school there. Next picture, Maylee. All right, and this is some of them opening up their stuff, and they're really happy, and I don't know if there's any more pictures. Is there any more pictures? All right, very good. Well, so this is Ron and Annette, and each month as we give into our missions offering, part of that money goes to them in Peru and Honduras. We've also got Julius that we're supporting full-time in India and Nepal, and he is over several churches there. And uh, we've got, of course, um, Dana and Liz Nile, that they go all over the place, uh, very much to Vietnam and Thailand and Nepal and a lot of those countries. And locally, uh, part of our money goes to New Life Fellowship on Main Street. We give them money every month to help with uh, the food and clothing distribution to the local um, homeless population. And so uh, we want to help out with that locally also, but I'm just encouraging you. That your missions giving is making a difference All over the world And even right here in town And so we thank you for that And we want to do more than ever before this year Amen Alright, let's go ahead and stand up together And we are going to be uh, Receiving our offering up here Then getting into some praise and worship It's going to be a great time Now on your envelope, make sure that you did mark your mission Specifically so they know where to put that Alright Let's speak these words of faith together As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go.
3: Okay, join us up here at the altar. Let's praise the Lord together. Let's come to him in thanksgiving. Amen. Wandering into the night Wanting a place to
2: hide
3: This weary soul This bag of bones I tried with all my might But I just can't win the fight I'm slowly drifting A vagabond Just when I ran out of road I met a man I didn't know And he told me that I was not alone He picked me up, turned me around He placed my feet on solid ground I think the Master, I think the Savior Because he healed my heart He changed my name I thank the master I thank the savior I thank God Let's thank him today, amen I cannot deny what I've seen Got no choice but to believe My doubts are burning Like ashes in the wind So, so long to my old friend bitterness. Just keep on moving. Now you ain't welcome here. From now till I walk the streets of gold. I'll sing of how you saved my soul. This weary son has found his way back home. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because He healed my heart, He changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same, I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. Let's thank Him today, I thank God, and hell lost another one, hell lost another one, I love
2: Yeah. <laughs> Such an awesome God.
4: By the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, He takes us from darkness to light. We used to live out there in just blah, blah land, you know. But now we live in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're so thankful and we're so grateful for it. Let's just give Him some praise this morning. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to Your name. Glory to Your name. Well, you may be seated. Thank you, Father. You may be seated today. thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you Father. Well, some of you may be new, you may not know who I am. I am uh, they call me Mrs. Pastor. I'm uh, Pastor Janice Samples. I'm Pastor Sample's wife, and um, he is my husband. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so anyway, I just thought I'd introduce myself so you know who I are, who I am, who I are. Yeah, right. Okay, we are going to open up with prayer today because I really need you to be attentive to what I'm teaching because if, you, if you're not attentive, you're going to miss it right from the get-go. And you're not going to know what in the world I'm talking about for the whole rest of the service. So I need for you to be really, really attentive today. Take notes and... Uh, You're going to get this. You're going to get what I'm saying at the end of this message, okay? So let's just pray, all right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word, the message that you've laid on my heart to deliver to your your people at High Desert Word Center, Father. And even watching online, Father, we thank you for them as well. Father help us to be attentive today. Help our minds not to wander. Help us not to think about the roast at home or anything else but just help us to stay focused and be determined to be focused and to be determined to get this message today in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, let's open up our Bibles. Um, I'm in the New Living Translation, which is a change for me. Usually I'm in the in the New King James, but open up your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. And we're going to be in verses one through seven. I'll wait till you all get there just a minute. Second Kings four, verses one through seven. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she said. So, you know, back in those days, they didn't have welfare. They didn't have Social Security. They didn't have the local food pantry. They had none of the above. So, you know, if you were, you know... (laughs) Many of us have been to the cupboards before and they look kind of bare, you know what I'm saying? But I think we've all had more than just a flask of oil in our cupboards, you know, maybe a can or two of this or something, but she was pretty desperate. Not only that, but back in those days, if you didn't pay your debts, they took your children and they put them into slavery and worked them until your debts were paid off. So aren't you glad we don't have that problem today? Amen? Really, really good. Hallelujah. So in verse 3, and Elisha said, he instructed her to do something. He said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then you go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour the olive oil that you have from your flask into the jars that you borrowed, setting aside each one until it is full. So she did as she was told. Her son kept bringing jars to her, and she filled the jars one after another. Soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. Pretty cool story, huh? Now, there's many, many topics I could go off of on this verse of Scripture here, these verses of scriptures, this story. I could go, I could talk about the woman's impossible situation. I could talk about the man of God showing up. You know, I could do a lesson on each one of these topics. I could talk about the woman's obedience to the prophet Elisa. She didn't have to do what he told her to do. About God's provision, we could talk about that. We could talk about God's miraculous multiplication. We could talk about that. We could talk about how the Lord's divine intervention saved a woman's sons from going into slavery. We could talk about all those topics. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. But you've got to take that thought about the woman and the oil jars, and we're going to translate it into what I'm ministering to you today. The story of the woman and the oil jars is a true account as of all the all the you know the topics in the Bible the Bible is true every sentence in this Bible is true so all that is true but I want to talk to you today about oil jars maybe hopefully all of you got an oil jar when you came in today so oil is symbolic in the Bible of the anointing of God and that's what I'm going to talk about today, is the anointing of God. And I'm going to talk about you. Now, you all have one of these, hopefully, right? Everybody's got a different little jar of different shapes and sizes. If you didn't get one, if we've got some left over, you know what? I made 100 of them, and I heard there's 122 people in here today, so maybe some of you didn't get it. Yeah, so borrow Nicks. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. So, oil is symbolic of the anointing of God. What did the woman have in her house? What did she have? She had oil, right? Let's think of it this way. She had some anointing. Okay, now you see the shift I'm making? you got to catch this. Oil is symbolic of the anointing. The, woman, the widow woman had oil, and I'm going to say she had anointing. Okay, you get the drift I'm going? Okay. So we're going to talk about this oil as an example of the anointing. What did she do with that oil? She filled as many jars as she could find with that oil, the anointing. From her jars, other people were filled, from her other jars or people were filled with her anointing. Are you getting this? Think real good because good, it's, it's good. In the natural, was there enough oil in in her jar to fill all the jars that they had borrowed and collected around the town? No, there was not. What did the Lord do? He multiplied the oil. The more vessels that are born again, that's the more and more people that are capable of being jars in their own lives and holding the anointing of God. Say, I am anointed of God. I am a vessel. I am a jar. I can hold the anointing of God. So you got it now. You're a jar, okay? Okay, good. (laughs) Okay. Oh, praise God. Okay. Some of us were all empty vessels before we were born again, right? We talked about that at the beginning of the message, how we were just lost and wandering around and no purpose and none of the above. Our lives were miserable. But when we get born again, we step forward to serve the Lord in one capacity or another as he equips us with his anointing or his grace. Grace means divine enablement. He divinely enables you to do whatever it is he has called you to do. He has divinely enabled me to be able to come up here and speak before all of you. I used to be afraid of my own shadow. The kids and I were talking about that the other day. You know, I was very, very shy uh, growing up. Didn't want to talk to anybody, much less in front of any, any, everybody. When I was in high school, I forced myself. I hated being shy like that. So I forced myself. I was saved, but I wasn't baptized in the Holy Ghost. Forced myself to run for class treasurer. And to my shock and amazement, I won. And I served as class treasurer for four years. In the final year, nobody even ran against me. I was not part of the, to, of the, uh, in crowd. I didn't like what they did. I didn't like the parties they did. I was a believer. I did not go that way. But at the same time, I had favor, you know, to be able to to have that position in my class, in my high school class. And then when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, wow, there's no fear. You know, I'll talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime about any subject. You know what I mean? So today we're getting to hear this subject because the Lord has given me grace, divine enablement to be able to come up here and to speak to you all today. So as we use the oil which is in us, it multiplies. Just like the woman who kept pouring out her oil, the widow woman, it multiplied as she poured it into other vessels. As we use our anointing, it multiplies. And it goes into other people. Okay? So think about that for a minute. What, what's so, so, as I stand here this morning and deliver this message, I need the anointing of God on this message or it's going to be dead. Okay. So as I go forth, out forth with this message, as I pour out this message, it lands on you. It multiplies coming from me and it goes into you. Now, if you become doers of what I'm teaching today, it's going to really multiply. I'm not saying just adding. I'm saying multiplication. Okay? There's a huge difference in that. Um let's see. As long as you continue to use your oil, it will multiply within you and it will never run out as long as you continue to use it. If you do not use your oil in service to the Lord, like natural oil, it goes rancid. It's ruined, it stinks. Have you ever had a jar of oil that's gone bad, smells bad? It was because it wasn't used. So you've got to be diligent about using the oil, the anointing that the Lord has given you. Amen. So what does Robert need in here to to serve as head usher? What does Robert need? He needs anointing to serve in his position as head usher. We have a janitorial team here. What does the janitorial team need here? They need anointing to clean this place. It's a huge place, not only this building, but all these other buildings we've got. Amen. Amen. Whatever position that we have or hold or whatever big or little thing we do for the Lord, we need anointing to be able to do it. Amen? Okay, so the oil continued to flow until she ran out of the jars or vessels. The oil continued to flow until she ran out of jars or vessels. You're a vessel. My anointing and the Lord's anointing today is flowing into you. There's 122 people in here today in this sanctuary. So, in a way, after I pour it into you, from here on it stops unless you carry it out there and you, you use it. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So you little oil jar that you are, you contain Abilities. You go, who, me? Yeah, you. There's gifts within you. There's talents within you. But most importantly, there's availability within you. Availability within you. Some of you are using your oil-filled pot already. You give of your time to the Lord. Otherwise, this place couldn't run without you. He uses you. His anointing flows through you. It does not run out. It just keeps refilling itself. And you help the pastors here to fulfill the vision that the Lord has given to the pastors of High Desert Word Center. The vision of High Desert Word Center is not the vision of new life. It's not the vision of the Assembly of God or the First Baptist. God gave the vision of High Desert Word Center to the pastors. We are a family church. That means lots of kids. And we equip God's people for victorious Christian living. So that you don't have to be defeated anymore. You get to be victorious in everything that comes down the pike. Amen. So some of you are filled with oil. Some of you aren't using it and it's going rancid. It's spoiling. So I'm correlating oil to anointing, to usability, to productivity. So are you being productive in the kingdom of God? You, know, you have to answer yourself that question. Productivity for what? Like I said, for the kingdom of God. You may say, well, Lord, I don't know how to do anything. Well, that, that is really a lie because you do. The Lord wants your availability more than he wants your ability. Because you know what? If you step forward, he's going to meet you. He's going to equip you. And you're going to be trained too. If you come into this place and you sign up for something, we train you. We just don't say, hey. So you want to be an usher here? No, you're trained. Think about the military. Listen to this. And isn't this the truth? 17 and 18-year-old boys and girls sign up for the military. To us who are older, they're just children. Children fought in World War One, World War II, Civil War, Revolutionary War. Children did. Some of them were as young as 14 back in those days. But you can take a 17 or an 18-year-old, and they sign up for the military, and they show up for boot camp, whatever, they report for duty, and they look like a ragtag army. But the, by the time the military gets done with them in about six weeks you got a well-oiled machine. Right? And then not only that, but they send them to further trainings for their MOS, their, their line of service. What is it they're going to do? Not everybody's in the infantry. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's a warrior. But honestly, you need to pray for those who were the warriors because they are messed up men and women who came back from the battlefield and and most of them have post-traumatic stress disorder if they were on that battlefield over in Iraq and Iran. They're messed up. And you need to pray for them because they're having a hard time learning how to live life after war. Somebody said to me one day, I don't know how to do anything. This is a soldier. He said, I don't know how to do anything. All I know how to do is kill people. And, you know, I, what do you say to something like that, you know? So there's the wonderful VA that'll help these people. There's medicine that they can use, but most of all they need our prayers. Amen. I just, that's not even in my notes. I just said that to say it. Okay, now you got all that picture. You got all that picture of what I just said, right? So we're going to put that over here. You know, like on your computer you can make a couple of screens. So what, everything I just said is over here, side shot. Okay? So now I'm going to talk about something Different, but the same. They'll link together when I'm done here. Barstow. For three years, we've said the Barstow Faith Confession, right? For three years. All three services, we say the Barstow Faith Confession. Wonderful things are happening in Barstow. Barstow, as you know, or should know, has been declared uh, Inland Port City. So... We're called now Barstow International Gateway. Now if I'm wrong on any of this, you let me know. So, the thing of it is, the ships come in from overseas, they land in the LA port, they sit out there in the ocean because they don't know what to do with them. So the reason we're an in inland port is because they're going to take those crane containers immediately off the ships, put them on a truck, bring them to Barstow. In Barstow, they will be gone to a distribution center, and then they'll either be put on one of the train, trains around here, you know, Santa Fe, and what's the other one? Huh? Union Pacific, Union Pacific. Or trucking companies will take these goods, whatever they are, to the rest of the country. So what this does, it unblocks the mess in the L.A. Harbor, you understand? So for Barstow to be picked for this is a God thing. So Barstow is about to explode with miracle grow growth. If you've ever put miracle grow on your vegetables or your roses, you know what happens. Boo! They just go nuts. So the Holy Ghost showed me the other day that this is going to be like the California gold rush. Think about it. The Holy Ghost said, Barstow is going to be just like the California gold rush with people rushing in here. There's supposed to be 20,000 new jobs. Two to four thousand new homes. There's going to have to be businesses to support these people. New, new grocery stores, new this, new that. Do you, you got to get this picture? What is about to happen in Barstow? It's not going to be like we ever knew it before. It's not going to be that little sleepy town along the highway. We are going to explode just like the California Gold Rush. California Gold Rush took place in, from 1848 to 1855. Who rushes in? People who see an opportunity for riches. Gold Rush, what did they come for? They came for Riches. But so are the people that are going to be coming to Barstow. They're going to be coming for good jobs, for new homes. There are not enough homes built in this city to house all the people that are coming in here. New businesses, as I said. But listen to this. Also, corruption will try to enter in. At Warfare Prayer, we've been praying about that taking authority over the corruption, keeping the corruption out. In your own private prayer time, when you're thinking about this, you need to say, Satan, I bind you in Jesus' name. You're not coming in with your corruption. What happened in the Gold Rush days, the prostitutes showed up, the alcohol showed up, you know, the thievery showed up, the killings showed up. We don't want that here. We can have what we say. We can take authority over this because this is our town. This is our region. Amen? But see, I also heard that other nations have come in here to cash in. Well, what's their motive? Already you may have seen a change in Barstow, not for the good. Now think about it. How many new smoke shops have you seen? Do we want Barstow to be known as Smoke Shop City? No, I don't think so. Also, Pastor Dave will have to talk more about this later because I don't know all the things on it, but there has been approved, the Barstow Ministerial Association went before the city council with signed petitions that said, we do not want what I'm going to tell you to come into Linwood, to come into Barstow, we don't want it here, but they passed it anyway. Out in, Barst- out in Len where they're going to build this great big marijuana-growing place, distribution place, la, 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 right out there in the old Barstow Mall area. <sighs> Do we want to be known for that? No. You've got to be praying about stuff like that, that this corruption stays out of Barstow. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? It's our town. God's given us the authority... Over what happens in the region in which we live. Our feet are the ones that are walking this ground. So we must take authority over it. Now listen to this. Bars, High Desert Word Center, as a whole, is one, this church is one huge enormous oil jar in this city and in this region. Individually, we're made up of our little oil jars. But as a whole, all of us, we are a gigantic oil jar in this city. Picture this for a minute. You know, we have the cross on top of the building. Picture this building with a huge jar on top of it. People say, what is that for? I'm not saying we're going to do that, mind you. I'm just wanting you to get the picture of what we are. You get that? Okay. Hallelujah. So imagine that we are filled to the brim with oil. Whoopee. We're equipped, right? Okay. But guess what? The oil needs to be used. Why? So the oil can multiply. Stop and think about Barstow. What percentage of Barstow do you think is saved born again? Probably a precious few if you stop to think about it. I don't know. 10%, maybe even not 10%, I don't know. How how, How many people in Barstow are saved born again, go on their way to heaven? I don't know. How many people on your job? Is it just you? How many people in your neighborhood? Is it just you? So we want to multiply ourselves into people who reach Barstow and this region and this multitude of people that are coming in here. They think they're coming in here for jobs, for wealth and for riches, but you know what? They're coming in here for Jesus. They're coming in here to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Why? Because we are claiming each and every one of them for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask you this question. Is High Desert Word Center prepared for the multitudes to walk through that door? Ask me the question. This sanctuary holds 514 people. We've got to divide it divided up into the, you know, the entryway where people can gather and talk in the coffee bar, and the bookstore. The ushers told me there's 122, adult, you know, people in here. And I'm going to talk about in children's areas and nurseries and stuff. In this room right here, there's 122 people. We have 20 children in our nurseries. That's infant to toddlers. There's 20 children currently in our nurseries. If that doubled, we'd have 40 children in our nurseries. If that tripled, we'd have 60 infants and toddlers at High Desert Word Center. Norma, is she in here? Where is she? Norma! How many people per children are we supposed to have legally to watch children? What's the ratio? I can't hear. Somebody translate. I can't hear. Four adults what? Four adults to one child? Four babies to one adult. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I was thinking, how, good Lord. Okay, so four babies to one adult. Okay, somebody that's brilliant at math and it's not me. If we had 60 children, infants, four to one, how many workers is that? 15. 15 workers for 60 children. Okay. So now, with that ratio of 20 children, we have 5? Is that right? Would it be 5? Now we currently have 5? Okay. So, in children's church, we have 50 children. Children's church is pre-K to 5th grade, right? Currently, there are 50 children in High Desert Word Center's children's church. The multitudes are coming in the door. So say say children's church doubles. We're gonna have a hundred children in children's church. And, Think about that, Leah, she's our children's church director. Yeah, she's sweating over there. Okay. Okay, now listen. If children's church tripled, we'd have a hundred and fifty children in children's church. Think about 150 children just in this room alone. There's 122 of you in here now. In youth ministry, we have about 20 currently in youth group. That's junior high up to senior high, grade 12. Pastor Katie said on a high night, they may have 30 or 35. If we double the 20, we'll have 20 in youth group. If we triple that we'll have 60 in youth group. Pastor Dave tells us we have 300 members at High Desert Word Center. Now you're not all here at once, obviously. If we doubled 300, we'd have 600 members at High Desert Word Center. If we tripled it, we'd have 900 members at High Desert Word Center. Now, somebody might say, well, I don't want to be part of a big church. I just want to be part of a little church. Well, selfish you. What you're saying is you want people to go to hell just so you can have your cozy little High Desert Word Center group that we have now. Now, listen to this. One time, this is a side story. This was a couple years ago. Pastor and I went to a pastor's conference. And they had a bunch of pastor's wives up there on the platform talking. And this one woman said, I could have I could have taken her down while the football tackled. I thought, why are you even up there? She, she was a pastor. I don't know if she was a pastor herself, but she was a, at least a pastor's wife of a church in Tennessee. She said, I don't want our church to grow. Our church is like a country club. I want our church to stay the same way it is. Ticked me off, to say the least. At High Desert Word Center, I know we want to keep our loving atmosphere that we have. We will always have that loving atmosphere here. We will always have that atmosphere of come in here we love you. Jesus is going to do a work in your life. He's going to heal you. He's going to set you free. You know, it's going to be good. Don't be afraid of the numbers. Okay? Do not be afraid of the numbers at all. Because it's a good thing. Because the more people we get in here and train them up for the Lord, the less people are going to hell. Amen? In Barstow and in our region. Now listen, we have not been taken unaware about what's coming here. We know. We have been informed. We have been told. Now, the thing of it is, what are we going to do about it? So we must be prepared. That means that each one of us individually has to be prepared for the work that we're called to at High Desert Word Center. And High Desert Word Center as a whole needs to be prepared for the multitudes that are coming through that door. So we already have a heads up. So the question is, will we as individuals... I'm talking to you individually. Stepped up to the plate now to be trained to help the pastors serve the needs of not only those who are here, but be pre-trained to help with the multitudes that are coming through that door. I'm challenging you today. I love to challenge people. Because I don't like to see people sitting on their rusty dusties doing nothing. I'm sorry, I just don't. And I know there's always going to be people that sit on their rusty dusties and do nothing. I already know that. But if I can challenge you today to step to the plate because Jesus needs you. Amen. Jesus needs you. We are his hands, his mouthpieces, his feet in the earth today. We're called children of the Most High God. And he didn't set us here to do nothing. He set us here to win the lost. He set us here to make room for them. He set us here to disciple them. He, 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 he set us here so that we can bring in the broken. How many of you were just broken to pieces when you came into this place? I mean, most of you. And you come in here, and boy, did God do a work on you. Wow! You're a completely and totally different person in Christ. New creatures in Christ. We're a power team. Amen? So we need people, you really realize this, that we have people that come to church before service? We need people to come here before service. What do they do? You'd be surprised. You ought to try it. Sign up to come in before service and see what these folks do. We need people that work in the service. We need people that work here after the service. You know, you may think, well, with, with the new people that come, some of them may be ready to serve. Surely there's going to be some Christians that move to Barstow out of this 20,000 people. Surely there'll be somebody. Maybe they'll show up here. But, you know, those that are already trained I'm talking about. But that doesn't necessarily mean at High Desert Word Center we, are, we automatically put them in a spot. Because we don't know these people. And we are really good at guarding our sheep especially the children's ministry youth ministry you know infant nursery and stuff like that anybody who signs up for that gets gets po- police background checks because we don't want any pedophiles messing with our youth our children our babies so when you sign up for that you sure better have a clean record you know we don't care if you're a bank robber so much but if you are a pedophil- <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so when people come in we we do we do this. We've always done this. What's their attendance like? We have we have ministry of this is called Ministry of Helps if you didn't know. Desiree's over Ministry of Helps. I used to be that's so I still have a heart for it but I passed it on to her. So we watch people's attendance. We have guidelines. You must attend X amount of services per week. Are they tithers and givers, or are they God robbers? What are they like outside these doors? Are they holier than thou in here, but you can see them down at the tavern on Friday, Saturday night? Hey, I'm just asking. Do they walk the walk and not just talk the talk? Are they murmurers, gossipers, complainers? They don't last long around here, because we don't like folks that sow discord among our brethren you know this place is green grass still water. You can come in here and you know what it is? You come in here and man, thank you Jesus. Whatever you went through the week just everything is just fades because of the Jesus in this place, his presence in this place. He it just he washes all the junk away and he gives us the courage and equips us to go out and face another day out there in the world, doesn't he? Amen. So anyway, I looked up this saying this morning. I remembered it. Listen to this. Somebody said it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it. But nobody did. So don't sit out there today and presume that, you know, sister so-and-so over here, she'll step up to the plate so I don't have to. Or brother so-and-so, he'll do it so I don't have to. No, I'm asking you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Amen. You know, there's many areas in this church in which to serve. You know, there's carpentry. You know, Michael Cabrera, he's sitting back there. Oh, my goodness. He is a woodcrafter wood extraordinaire. He built all this stuff with help. You know, Dylan helped him. Some of the other men helped him. Isn't this beautiful? Beautiful. Carpentry. You know, if you know how to paint a wall, you don't know how many of the walls around here I've painted personally. Because I love to paint. You know what? Painting is a cheap way to remodel. <laughs> yes. Landscaping, and so. thank you so much to Betty Jackson and Rosalinda who stepped up the plate and grew plants out in those pots out there that I tried to do and never could do. Thank you for that. Um, parking lot. We need parking lot attendants to help people park. You know, we're going to get big enough that we're going to need a, a policeman out on the highway for Sunday morning services. At my son Joe's church in, in White Plains, New York, there's a policeman on the highway helping people get in and out of service. We're going to need that out here. And also parking lot attendants to help mothers carrying diaper bags, children, etc. Amen. Older people. Amen. We need greeters. Greet people when they come. We need people that, that can say, well, you know, if they've got children, you need to go to the children's church registration desk. Sometimes we need people that will take them. A lot of times the teens will help with this. You know, you got a new family coming in. Well, their kids need to go. Some of them need to go upstairs. Some of them need to go back over there to that building. And so one of our teens will escort them. This is where the nursery is. Take them there. This is where children's church is. Take them there. And I want to say something to you parents. I am a stickler for safety and protection. Don't let your children walk to that building by themselves. There was a mom or something the other day was going to let her kids walk up. I said, wait a minute. I was going to let it go. And I said, wait a minute. You need to walk them over there. Why? Because we live in an evil world. And I want your children safe, okay? I want to say something else while I'm at it on the safety issue. Don't go speeding through this parking lot either. We've got short little people that like to run out across the parking lot. And guess what? You can't see them. I don't want you running over them, backing over them, any of the above. You know, watch. Don't go flying through this parking lot, please. And also, you have to w- uh, watch for little escapees. Usually, I have the ushers on this. I cannot run and catch a child as infant as is running out the door. I'm not that fast. Never was, and now I really am not. But I can yell "escapee," and they all know what I mean. So they beat feet for the door to catch the little two-year-old that's. You know, running out the door. That was all for free. All for free. All for free. Okay. We need ushers. We need more ushers. We need coffee bar workers. You know, Melinda was telling me about how many people visit that coffee bar on a Sunday morning. Did you say 75? 75 people visit that coffee bar on a Sunday morning. Wow. Double that. Triple that. Need some workers, do you? (laughs) <laughs> see that's not hard to do that's not hard we need bookstore workers dust the books I came in here one day and the doors had been open when we had this uh, thing that went on in here you know and all the sand came in here and I looked at the books and the shelves were loaded with sand and I thought oh my gosh sometimes we need the books dusted and stuff like that the registration table, the info booth the nursery, infant and toddlers, children's church, helpers, teachers, you know, all kinds of stuff that we need. Security. Oh, yeah. Janitorial. Praise and worship. You know, praise, where's, where's Pastor Josh? He's back there with his little baby. Baby son number five and his wife. We're very particular about who's on this platform. Because this is the jewelry part Department. Think of the Walmart store. They have a jewelry department. This is the jewelry department. These jewels up here have to be better equipped than you are. They have to be more sold out to Jesus than you are. They have to be tithers and givers. You know, they have to be able to follow Josh's instruction, and not be little rebels and stuff like that. Why? Why? Why is the praise and worship so important? Because they usher in the anointing that helps to get all the guck off of you. From being in the world all week. And it also helps prepare you to settle in, settle down so that you can receive the Word of God that comes forth. Amen. So, I was talking to James Browning the other night. Where are you at, James? He's sitting back there. He told me the other day, we were talking about, I said, you know, what we were talking about, it was late. On a Wednesday night, I think it was late. And I said, but you know something, James? I said, people that come early and stay late means that this is a healthy church. People don't want to leave this place. And they don't want to miss anything, so they come early. I said, we're a healthy church. When Pastor and I came here in 2005, people came in 10 minutes late. They left before the service was over. Nobody knew anybody. That was not a healthy church. But we're a healthy church. And so I said, you know something? Let them fellowship. And James said this to me. He said, this place, and he went like this, has everything anyone could ever need. He said the word, the love, fellowship, belonging, changed lives. James said that to me. He changed us. Don't you want to help change somebody else's life? You don't want to hog all this oil to yourself and become stinky and rancid. You want to be able to pour out and to reach other people and to love on them. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Now, I got, High Desert Word Center is God's plan for a local church. I mean that with all my heart. I've been to churches all across this nation, and I can't find one that compares to High Desert Word Center. When I'm gone, I can't wait till I get back here. I think we're the best. I think we need to stay the best. I think we need to be prepared. I think we need to be equipped. So I'm here today to challenge you, O oil jar that you are. You need to step up to the plate in some capacity or another. You need to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in his house. So receive that, Okay. Amen. Amen. The challenge is on and it's on now. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Dave, over to you.
0: Amen. Well, mom did a good job this morning and I appreciate her uh, (laughs) stepping up to the plate there for us. She's getting ready to be in uh, New York. She's leaving on Uh, Tuesday for about a month but anyway yeah I I, I guess I'll just follow up a little bit on that for just a couple of minutes but you know I'm excited about all that God has already done (laughs) the last couple of years it has been really incredible but I do know that the best really is yet to come and I'm really excited for that Um, we've been a little bit involved with the city and uh, the city manager and things like that especially Pastor Katie she goes to every city council meeting and she and if uh if, if you've ever watched one of those meetings over the last year, that's an undertaking because that place is, it's basically, uh, you know, like a WWE match. It's, it's crazy. They're, they need prayer. Our leaders need prayer. And I don't mind saying that publicly. But anyway, she's sitting there with a bunch of you guys. I was watching one of the meetings online, and all I saw was High Desert Word Center members in the background. <laughs> and they're all just sitting there quietly praying, you know. No one's getting up. One of the city council members, because they get there early to pray, and one of the ladies came and was like, are you, are you guys here to pray? protest and she's like no we're not here to protest are are you here to do this and and they're like we're just here to pray oh you're going to get up and make a speech no we're just here to pray for you <laughs> and they need it and but but out of all that it is true that our city is uh, projected to quadruple in size there is 25,000 jobs uh, coming to Barstow within the next 10 years and you're already starting to see groundbreaking on businesses and things like that and uh, I heard the city manager Willie Hopkins talking just a while back and he said yes yeah, Santa Fe is investing 1.5 billion dollars but an additional 1.5 billion dollars is also projected to be invested into the community and I'm telling you for a small town to get three $3 billion dollars invested into it is outrageous that's nuts and uh, and I do look a lot you know over the past few years every service three times a week 52 weeks a year, we've been speaking, Barstow is blessed, Barstow is safe, Barstow is prospering, Barstow is strong, and I've seen a lot of you guys will post it on the local Facebook pages, and I see trolls come in and be like, what are you looking at, you guys are crazy, what are you saying, that place, you know, saying all this stuff, but we just keep saying it, and people laugh, and people say things, and we just keep speaking words of faith, and now the joke's on them, because it's actually happening, right? Amen. <laughs> And so it's not so funny anymore. And, and and so with all that being said, you know, it, it, it's incredible that even just without doing anything else by just pure, you know, I guess math or whatever, you would say that this church would grow just simply by the influx of new people. Um and our and our goal for growing as a church isn't to say we've got the biggest church in Barstow or that, you know, whatever. I don't we don't need titles, we don't need, you know, trophy. None of that matters. What matters is that I look all around this room and I see people that came in here broken and sick, their marriages, their relationships, their kids, their lives in shambles, but because they got a hold of the Word of God because they got a hold of the word, they didn't get a hold of me. They didn't get a hold of, you know, they got a hold of the word of God and it changed their life. And now they have a solid, stable family. They've got a good job. They've got, you know, they're healed. Their health is better. Their marriages, their children, their relationships, they're nice now when they used to be really mean. And, and so, you know, things like that. And the reason we want our church to grow is because we want more people to be healthy, mature, strong Christians. And with that being said, you know, I'll just add on to that. All this is impromptu. I didn't plan on saying anything at all, but she, you know, invited me to come up and say a few words. So, uh, But with all that being said. You know, it's hard enough to keep track of, you know, 300 some people right now as it is. And we got a lot of online people that watch and, and contribute and tithe. And I mean, from New York to Virginia to Texas to Oklahoma, uh, people in Nicaragua. Just, I'm just thinking about some of the regular people that watch from all over the world, really. And it's incredible. And they consider us their church and us their pastors. And, and so it, it's difficult to, do all of that with just a few people helping out and so everybody's like yeah we'd like the you know we'd like this place to be thousands of people and and like yeah that sounds awesome we're going to need some help with that, right? We can't do that with, you know, 10 people carrying the load. And so I encourage us that as we're moving into this new year, uh, you know, uh, this goes with what our theme is out of Colossians 2, 7, about letting your roots grow down into him. Uh, we talked last week about a big part of that is getting rooted in the word of God. Another angle is getting rooted in the house of God in church and so i'm encouraging you that you should make it a goal this year i've been asking everybody i've even been asking little kids what's your new year's goals and the kids usually just stare at me but sadly a lot of times the adults just stare at me too because they don't have any goals and that's not good (laughs) you should have some goals you got to be aiming at something right You don't want to be wandering aimlessly through life and not, you know, if something good happens, it's by pure blind luck. It's not because you, you know, put any intentional effort into it. And so what I'm challenging you with this year is this, is why don't you, as you're making the word of God a priority, why don't you also make it a goal, if you don't serve at all in the house of God yet, why don't you find an area that you could serve in God's house in? And that's not just because, you know, well, they just need more workers. I mean, of course, we, do. we always do. But that's for your benefit also. You can't be healthy if you only take in but never give out. Amen? And now mama's got something to say, so I better hand it over. I found out the ladies in my family, when they want to talk, you let them.
4: I forgot to say something. Desiree, who's running camera this morning, one of her 100 million hats, is, as I said, is she's over Ministry of Health. She's going to be at a table over there by the registration table this morning, and she's going to. If you want to stop by there, she has information about all the Ministry of Health's areas. If you feel prompted this morning that you want to sign up for one of these and and be equipped and trained, then she'll sign you up and stuff like that. But she'll be right over there this morning after the service.
0: Amen. And so, again, I'll I'll uh, I'll close down here in just a minute. But I am encouraging you: make it a goal this year to find a way that you could get involved and help out. It will help you more than it will help the church and everything else. God will do something in you when you make yourself available to Him. There's a great blessing in it. For you, it's a healthy Christian to serve. And, you know, I wanted to get a membership class squeezed in by the end of last year, and we just didn't get it happen. But uh, here in the probably in February, we'll get another membership class going. Those have been filling up every time we do them. And even since the last one, there's a lot of new people here. So I want to, you know, encourage you that if the Lord speaks to you and says, you know what, this is your church home, all right? and And you know that this is where you're going to put down roots and make it your home. I encourage you when we do um, do the next class, become a member. And that's not because you know you need a a church membership to get into heaven, because you don't. (laughs) But it is a sign of health and a sign of 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 being a stable Christian to say, you know what? Yeah, this is my church. This is my family. These are my people. I'm going to put down roots right here, and I'm going to grow here. And when you become a member, yeah, you can you can start serving. You can start helping out, and we would welcome that because we can't handle tons of more people without more help and and so I appreciate um, the word that mom shared with us this morning right there out of second Kings amen the more that we give out the more oil that we pour into those jars it's just going to keep flowing and that represents more people more lives more children that we're reaching with the good news of Jesus Christ and that is the key to this city changing I don't think the key is just dumping in more public resources that's nice not against it the key isn't you know just throwing out more no the key is getting Jesus Christ into people's lives and raising children in the ways of God with the word of God that changes everything can we get an amen this morning amen all right well we're we're gonna go ahead and stand up together praise the lord let's stand up together amen it's been a good day and i appreciate uh the word that was brought forth this morning about the oil jars and god has put something inside of you that other people need and you're like well i don't have anything to offer yes you do don't insult god like that don't say that he didn't do a good job on you when he did Amen. The Lord did do a good job on you. He made you. And 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 the Psalms tells us that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God put something on the inside of you that other people need. And, and I believe that you're going to start stepping into that this year. May May this be the year that you truly discover what God wants to do in your life. And you start walking into that. Amen. All right. I'm going to have our prayer team come on up this morning. And, uh, of course, if you're here and you need prayer for anything, we want to pray for you. We want to be here for you and uh, and agree with God uh, to work in your life. Now most Sunday mornings, Pastor Katie's right here, and she has a lineup of about forty people because you all love her the most. But uh, she ain't here, so you're gonna have to come to to me or one of the others this morning. Uh, amen. I know James; he's like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna come now." But no, you, you can still come for prayer. She doesn't have the the magic touch. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I always joke with her about that because she has she'll have like thirty people lined up, and I'm just standing here like, "Hey, I can pray too." I mean. <laughs> Whatever. So but praise God. If you're here and you need prayer this morning, we would love to agree with you. We've seen some miraculous things happen just this week. Uh we got a, a family, uh uh David and Joyce, they they're here somewhere. But any there you are. And uh uh yeah, their their little grandson, man. You, is it okay that I share the test? Okay. Uh he was in uh they're on their they're in Phoenix and man this little guy got a horrific case of pneumonia, his lungs basically collapsing. He's three years old. And uh, we started speaking words of faith over him, man. He's been in the ICU in Phoenix all week long. Well, praise God, the last couple days we've seen a turnaround. He just showed me a text message. There's no fluid on his lungs. They're preparing. Amen. They're preparing to... Take him out of the ICU. Get him into a regular room. And we believe in Jesus' name. He's going home this week sometime. And he is never having trouble with this again. He's healed. Amen. That's the healing power of God. Hallelujah. All right. Well, I'm going to have Pastor Josh lead us in a little bit of worship here. If you need prayer, please come up. We'd love to pray with you. And if not, just worship the Lord for a few minutes where you're at. And thank him for all he's done. Amen. Go ahead, Josh.
1: Nothing comes close to the Lord Almighty, nothing as sweet as His love And mercy, nothing comes close to the Lord Almighty, nothing as sweet as His love and mercy nothing comes close to the Lord almighty nothing as sweet as His love and mercy such an awesome God so mighty so holy so wonderful I's such an awesome God and so selfless so generous so faithful who you are and such an awesome God so mighty so holy so wonderful Such an awesome God So selfless So generous So faithful you are And nothing comes close to the Lord Almighty Nothing as sweet as his love and mercy. For such an awesome God, so selfless, so generous, so faithful. Almighty, nothing as sweet as His love and mercy. Nothing comes close to the Lord. Almighty, nothing as sweet as His love and mercy such an awesome God, so mighty, so holy. Such an awesome God, so selfless, so generous, so faithful who you are. Such an awesome God, so mighty, so such an awesome God so selfless so generous so faithful you are such an awesome God so mighty so holy so wonderful Such an awesome God, so selfless, so generous, so faithful you
0: are. Amen. All right. Well, we still have a little ministry taking place here, but we're getting ready to close out in just a second. Uh, Pastor wanted to share one thing with
5: you. Hallelujah. Yeah, this this, this is for it's just working through out there. Uh, this, this, this is for everybody just to think about. You know what I what I found out about churches a long time ago, you know, as you start growing, people look at things and they, they'll see something needs done they'll think, man, why don't they do that? Why don't they have that? Well, somebody will take care of that. Well, the reason it's not happening might be because nobody's been here yet to knew what to do, and you're the one. So if you keep looking at something and wonder, why don't they do that? Don't they see it? Well, a lot of times we see it. But we're praying for somebody to show up that knows what to do, help us fix it. So you know all this challenge this morning about serving and things like that. If you just happen to keep being bugged by something that's not being done right or not being done, you might be the one that's supposed to do it. And the thing, thing, thing about our church, we're 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 a loving church, not judgers critical. So if you are the one that wants to help do something, just talk to Pastor Dave or Katie or one of the leaders at Desiree and let them know, hey, you know what, I keep seeing this and seeing this, and I'm thinking about what pastor said. I might be the one supposed to do that. And so anyway, talk about it, and no criticism. Just, you know, just hook up and just find out what the guidelines are qualifications to do it so they know what you're doing, and that's going to make everything better. Amen? Amen. So don't feel left out if you're not doing something, because you may be the one supposed to lead that.
0: All right, praise God. Well, who received from the Word of God today? Amen. All right, that was awesome. Uh, so Miss Desiree is going to be back there. Uh, she's got some information about serving. And oh, I got uh, real quick. Somebody, had, actually, several people, had turned in a uh, little bit of a prayer request. I just wanted to join in agreement as we close out. It says here apparently the Dallas Cowboys have a game tomorrow, and uh, some people, uh, yeah, they wanted to pray something about loss and uh, that they'd heal from the loss. So anyway. <laughs> Whoa, bro. Oh, wow. Cletus is at me. Wow. All right. Hey. Hey, I don't have a dog in the fight. It was just funny. So, all right. Praise God. Let's close out in prayer and for healing for the hearts that could be broken tomorrow. We don't know. All right. Amen. All right. Let's pray. And then you're dismissed. We got service tonight. I'm going to be preaching a sermon called Blessed Are the Peacemakers. And so, amen. If you like peace, come on out tonight. Six o'clock. We're going to have a great time. All right. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, so much uh, for what we've seen in your Word today, Lord. There in Second Kings, chapter four, and God, we know that as we serve you, Lord, as we give of ourselves, you are just going to keep filling us back up, Lord. We've been filled to be emptied again, Lord, and so we thank you, Jesus, that we're going to let you work through us to reach other people. And Lord, we love you. We praise you for what you've done in our lives. Use us this week to be the light of the world and to show the love of Jesus everywhere we go. We. We love you and we praise your name today Father in Jesus mighty name can somebody say amen you can be dismissed we declare our city our families are blessed our schools are blessed our
2: Peace, blood, and- blood,